No, it, it's it's the yeah. enemy will exploit a person. Yeah. Based on certain things, if it's not under the control of God's hand, absolutely. And I've heard that the mind is never more clever than when it comes time for self-deception. Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hey, welcome to another edition of the Victor Marks Show. <laughs> this is going to be great. I get excited with guests, and you know, it's, it's there's some subject matter... But I like this because it's such an awkward subject matter. For some, yeah. Right, for some. Yeah. I'm going to say the olders. Yeah. Youngers, it's like, eh, you know, yeah. it's kind of our life. But uh, uh, I'm excited because of what I, I sense in my spirit and what we already seen have happened yesterday Yeah, with your time here. You guys, my guess is Joshua, Josh Broom. That's me. And... Uh, he sold Kirby vacuum cleaners for yeah. years. That was the best. And door to door. <laughs> Actually, that's a lie. <laughs> uh, you guys, uh, I'll, I'll just shoot it straight. Um, Josh is one of the top, does he call them actors or stars, porn stars? Yeah, What's I mean, the best terminology. Uh, performers, okay. actors. Okay. Well, in the porn industry, you yeah. had somewhere around a thousand yeah. films that you were in. And, uh, you know, we, my wife and I, we've gone to the porn conventions. Um, we have a love for people in that um, because it's an it's an aspect of darkness that uh, many people think there's no hope once you're in it. Yeah. Even as a as a person who's in it, uh, and you know, I don't know, the harder the harvest field or darker, further away. For me, it's always the greatest because there's not many people fighting for it. Right. So it's like a it's like a pond stocked with a bunch of fish. I'm going like, woo, fish and burrow. Yeah. And uh, maybe it's because my dad was a pimp, and you know, uh, there, there's some of that in our background. But today, we're going to talk just real talk. Yeah. And I appreciate you being here. And uh, so I love on your website, uh, you talk about. You know, it's, it's a great quote about, you know, what you did and what you were. Yeah. And then it says, and Jesus saved them. Yeah. And that's what this all boils down to. So, hey, before we go any further, if you have children, small children that may not understand the content, this may be a good time to duct tape them in their room or Velcro them uh, against the wall, let them play. Give them Benadryl. That's all a joke. <laughs> just, just, we, we have a lot of followers. I don't want anybody to think I'm serious and I get a letter. Um, yeah, he slept for four hours. <laughs> but we we don't want them to have to ask you questions that aren't age appropriate for some of the subject matter. Right. So l let's start with the good stuff. Yeah. You're married. Yeah. You're a dad. It's uh, it's amazing. Right. Yeah. How long have you been married now? Right at six years. So mm -hmm. six six years next month. Wow. Yeah. And how old are your kids? So Cannon will be four in July. Lincoln is two, and Judah is almost nine months. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah. That's a lot of testosterone running around it that is. house. It's a, it's a lot of crazy. But Mom's got her hands full. <laughs> she does. And she's made for it, isn't she? She is. I can see by the pictures Eileen and I were looking at this morning. It's just yeah. God's hands all over y'all. What a great mom. Yeah. Uh, how in the world does a guy who comes from a, such a crazy background yeah. get married and there's a, there's a lot we're going to unpack today, folks. And, yeah. You know, but how how did that happen? Yes, I mean, ap- after I left the industry, I tried to cover up and hide and run. So yeah. I was in the industry for six years, and then I was struggling with depression and just like not of course, re- not really seeing a life to be lived because right. I I believed not for a second that I would be a father, not for a second mm-hmm. that I would be a husband. And even more so, I didn't believe that my life would ever equate to anything where I would have any value. Like what like what did I have in me that was worth anything that I could impact people in a positive way? Right. And so I was like, okay, what what do I have? You know, what what tool do I have in my belt? And I had a a level one CrossFit certification that I got in like 2009 that was still valid. And I was like, okay, this is the only card. Not to dust off of that? Yeah, I was like, this is the only card I have to play. So I applied to pretty much every gym in proximity to where my mom lived, and someone hired me in Raleigh, North Carolina. So that's where I landed, and I thought, like, okay, I just want to be a normal guy. Right, right. And it, it took about 45 minutes. Like, oh, aren't oh. you that guy? And it, it's crazy because nowadays there's no such thing as, like, late-night TV. But, you know, a decade ago there was, like, Skinamax and, you know, like, late-night right. on cable. And that was when they showed, like, provocative shows. And I was in all of those. Ugh. So it was in between those and then, like, people watching porn. Because at the, at the time, everyone's looking at me like, you're the most popular guy right. in the industry. Because, right. you know, I'm less than a year removed from winning Performer of the Year. So it's like, what are you doing here? And that is you, right? And that's all that I didn't want. Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. wanted to just sweep it under the rug and not deal with it. And uh, you flipped a coin when you were in the industry. You didn't use your real name. Right. You didn't want to be known. Yeah, and and that's the truth. Like, everyone in that, that should paint a picture for someone listening this, that literally every single person in that industry uses a pseudonym because... You don't want to be known as that person. So there's a level of shame there, whether yeah. you're willing to acknowledge it or not. Right, right. Uh, uh, this, this is, isn't this good? I mean, this is just gold hearing it from, because this, this is going to pop the balloon of lies that the enemy has told so many people. Yeah. And, and we're, we're talking to both people who watch porn, addicted to it, dabbling in it, to people who I, I know people who are in the industry will be listening and watching yeah. this. And we're telling y'all, there's hope. Yeah, there's a way out. I wouldn't want to try it without God's hand, right? Being in the process, yeah. Because there's a real, a very real enemy that he hates humanity. Yeah. And obviously, he hooked you to get into an industry that you know uh, hurts and kills a lot of people. Yeah. How did you get into that? What was the steps leading up into that? So I started modeling and acting when I was like 14, 15, and then go to college studying theater and still like modeling and acting. And I never really planned on getting a degree. I just thought like this was the next step on the way to 
whatever I wanted to do. I just wanted to create in some capacity, whether it's like communication or acting or modeling. I just wanted to create things and impact people in some way. Right. And I found myself like, well, there were jobs that I wasn't getting. And I was yeah. like, man, if I put myself in closer proximity to the industry that I want to be in, it would just make sense. Right. It's like, you know, I, 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 I'm nothing special. You know, I'm, I'm a six, uh, six, two, like 200 pound brown eyed guy. There's a th- millions right. of me. Right. right. Um, so I put myself there so that I thought I would be more successful. And I, I signed with an agent and things were okay, but like many people living in Hollywood, I had to get another job yep. to kind of make things, you know, make ends meet. And in that restaurant that I was working in in West Hollywood, I met a group of girls who were in the industry, okay. and they said, hey, do you want to be an actor? And I was like, oh, it's my big prank. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. my, right. Yeah, I was like, you're going to invite me to be part of a project. You're going to introduce me to, like, a casting oh, director. Yeah, right. Like, this is it. You know, I, I'm from a small town in the South Carolina. big break. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, yeah. But it's like, I, I was like, it's all about relationships. Mm. Someone's going to invite me, or I'm going to know someone. I'm going to create a relationship. And this is how the rest of my life is just going to unfold. And they're like, no, we're talking about porn. And I was like, this is weird. (laughs) Yeah. Because for me, like, I was literally looking at something that I thought was fictitious. Mm. In that, like, I'd seen porn, but I never really, like, I mean, this this should paint a picture for someone. I literally didn't see those people on those screens as people. people. I saw them as products to be consumed. And now I saw this living, breathing person inviting me into this world. So I was I was curious, um, but also confused. Like, what does this mean? Like, what what is that like? Like, these this is your job? Like, you make porn? This is how, like, this is your career? And like, yeah, we want you to meet with our agent. Mm-hmm. And I walk in, and I'm thinking it's going to be super weird. <laughs> I'm thinking right. it's going to be like, you know, an old guy, like, and it wasn't. In, a, in a hotel six, picking lint out of his belly button right, or something right. like that. But it was in a, a nice professional. Yeah. Yep. I and I go into this like, you know, private private elevator into this very nice like suite, and I walk down this hallway, open the door, and there's a guy sitting there, three piece suit, double Windsor tie, English guy, and he asked me, "Hey, um, I, I would just like to ask you a few questions. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how you grew up?" Um, what do you want to do out here, and what are some of your goals? Mm. And uh, I, I just wanted to like, if you can't hear the manipulation in those questions, right, right. because like, how did you grow up? Right. Not not tell me about your family. How did yeah. you grow up? Because more often than not, people that end up in that situation or say yes to that situation, there's a level of brokenness. Yes. So for me, I was like, well, I grew up with my mom, so I didn't. So okay, here's no okay, dad. No dad. And then it's like, well, I'm out here to to model and act, and I want to be famous. He's like, great. That's that's what he's we mean. Like, yeah. So he's like, you're you're a good looking guy, and there's not a ton looking a ton of good looking guys in this industry, and everything is shifting to making these big budget films and parroting these movies, and you can be the star. Mm-hmm. You can have all this money, Uh-oh. all this fame, and the hook. Man, um, I think another part of my story that's important is like I grew up without my dad being there. And my mom had me at 16, and he's there, right? So he's he's in proximity of me just as a 16-year-old. He chose not to be my dad. Mm. But being in a small town, I literally see this person in the grocery store. I, I see him, like, you know, get married and have another family. And um, not that it was super impactful because my mom always 
made sure I had all that I needed, but like they were very financially wealthy and we were struggling financially. Mm. So there was just an aspect of that. Like, why not me? Like, wh- why can't I have, you know, a, a new car and why can't I, why can't I have a dad to come to my games, you know? So paired with this uh, very high achiever personality, which can be a great thing. Right. If it, if, if, if you allow right. the Holy Spirit to point it into the right direction. Right. But for me, I was on a search to achieve validation. Right. I thought I had to earn my worth. I had to earn my value. Yeah. And I tried my best. I, you know, I had to be the best in sports. I had to be the best, you know, whatever it was. Chicken wings, eating watermelon, right. like getting the girl that no one else could. I had to be the best and I had to do the thing that no one else could. So that personality took me into the porn industry. I say yes to doing one film my life kind of falls apart, and I and, and I feel like um, so so often when you look back at the things that you did, like you can see the you know the the car crash that is my life right. for six years. But what when I started to really find healing was when I dug into like why did I say yes? Mm. Why did why why would you say yes to the thing that you know you shouldn't do? Because my mom raised me better than that, right? And then my mom, like, even when I did it, she was like, why would you do that? Right. Not Shocking to her. Because you, there's so much in you. You are valuable. Like you, like, you are destined for greatness. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's not this. You're better than that. And But she never stopped loving me, Victor. So that mm. was the key. Mm. Like, there was never condemnation, but there was never, like, acceptance. acceptance and approval. Ever. It was always like, you're... Like, you're an idiot. You know, like, why are you doing that? Well, now, before we move to this redemptive aspect, uh, let's unpack this for those who are listening and I think are actually relating because not that they're in the porn industry, but they've done things that compromise their conscience of what they know is right and wrong. The girl who goes and sleeps with the guy that she shouldn't. The guy who takes advantage of the whatever it is, uh, the the lack and break of integrity, and folks, it's, it doesn't have to be sexual. Yeah. It can be integrity of money. But when compromise starts to set in, why? And I love the question. Why? What most people don't understand is you can come from a really decent background and then make horrible choices, yeah. especially if. Like your mother said, you're destined to greatness. That's that's God's hand on you. And there's a very real devil and demons that will do all he can to distract, to stop, to keep you from doing what you were created for. And oftentimes it's just a a synthetic counterfeit that leads to, well, it's what the Bible says. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So those listening right now, who are interested in modeling, and maybe you're beautiful or you're handsome, and you're thinking this would be great. You got to ask yourself: Is that what God is calling you to? Is is this His plan and purpose for your life? And if it is, are you going to enter? I, I'm not sitting here telling people don't go into modeling or acting or music, and you wouldn't either. Right. If if you feel God is leading you and you're gifted. Because we need people in that that area. I yeah. mean, we need bold. But be honest with yourself. If you're weak, if if, and I'm I'm talking about weak about under pressure, or if you, your your character needs to be built up more, don't put yourself in a shark tank. 
when God's not calling you to, because you will. Yeah. You'll get destroyed. Yeah, I think um, mo- most often, uh, even like you know, very, very, very immature cre- Christians, you would think, okay, this is an issue. Like the things that I'm struggling with in my life, it's it's a discipline issue. Like I don't have enough discipline. I don't have enough self-control. And before you can have self-control or you can have discipline, you need awareness. Yeah. If you're not aware of your weaknesses, then all of a sudden the enemy can get you right, sure. where, right where you want you. You know, that's why it's, it's so important what you're saying. is like if you don't have, you know, if you're not cognizant of the fact that you struggle with pride and you're, you're like, it's a great thing. It can be a great thing to be in that industry because God has given you those gifts. God has, you know, made Let you Let me clarify. We're talking regular industry, right. not, porn. yeah, not pornography. I don't, I don't want one person going, I just heard the voice of the Lord. Yeah. I should go. I have great. Yeah. No, it, it's it's. The yeah. enemy will exploit a person yeah. based on certain things if it's not under the control of God's hand. Absolutely. And I've heard that the mind is never more clever than when it comes time for self-deception. Oh, absolutely. And the enemy will feed that, and he'll work you to— I mean, we all have stories of where we've compromised, both before and, sadly, you know, after— uh, knowing Christ going, oh my gosh, did I, did I just fall for that or whatever? So that's why he says, man, put on the whole of God, stand, take every thought captive, all the scriptures that reminds us we are in a battle, yeah, a, a, a daily battle. Yeah, and it, it makes me think of um, David's story where you know David saw something he probably shouldn't have seen, right. and then he had the option, right? So he had the option of not taking another look. Yet he found himself looking again, and then all of a sudden he found himself invi- inviting Bathsheba over. Right. So he saw something he shouldn't have seen. He looked twice, and all of a sudden he did something that he shouldn't have done. And then, very much like watching pornography, he tried to cover it up. Like his cover up was killing Uriah. Right. But you know our cover up, you know, when we're watching pornography, is clearing our browser history. But that doesn't clear that. Conscious. Yeah. He, he, you know, we had a men's ministry. Uh, outreach. It was actually my first one ever host, and it was pretty cool. And of course, I'm now. Uh, you had flown in after the fact, but I'm thinking, oh man, I'm gonna get Josh the next one I do. This is great. But for one of, for there's probably a couple of you listening right now that are struggling, or you don't want to go further. You 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 want to way out. We're gonna answer some very specific and tough questions that people have sent in through Instagram, uh, but. Here's my advice, you know. Uh, you know, my brother jokes about me. He goes, you got a strong back and a weak mind. And I go, okay, I own that. I own that. But when it comes time for issues of morality, sexual, and, and whatever, I'm married. Uh, and here's, here's what I know. I figured out why I started looking at porn and when. And it's so wild. I was in the first grade. And it was it was the static page pornography. Yeah. It was an old magazine in the woods. And it was curiosity at first. Yeah. Boobies. Wow. You know. Um, and and I think that level of curiosity is just normal, whatever. But then I remember later in life it got a hold of me. I'm a Marine, I'm still looking at magazines and all this nonsense. And I, now this is pretty heavy because it's personal. It's the why. Why Why was I? I was looking for control of the narrative in my mind 
that I would be accepted by a female yeah. who I could just fantasize about. And that was really the root for me. It wasn't some hardcore lusting. It's just how insecure I was as a kid and, uh, you know, my background, stuff that happened to me. So, uh, and you know what? God knew that all the time. If I just would have waited on him yeah. and trusted him, because, folks, if you're single and you're using porn as a means of control or comfort or fantasy, it's okay to wait. God will empower you, and he will bring you the the right person if you wait. And Josh and I are both living testimonies that, both living testimonies. Uh, you know, we're a little bit down the road from y'all. We're celebrating 34 years this year. And, uh, but God will bring you far more than you desire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you're not, if you can't see Josh's face, go to our YouTube (laughs) channel and watch this uh, episode because we both know we're looking at each other like it's above and beyond all you could ever ask or think. It's when you compromise and settle for less, then you're looking at a spouse going, oh gosh, maybe this wasn't the one. Yeah, and and you don't have to compromise. You don't have to now something unique for my wife and I, and we say it, and we just tell people, "Hey, I know it sounds old, uh, you, you know, uh, fashion, but it worked for us." Of course, we had relationships before each other, but when we met, we were new Christians, and we just were like, you know, we were young, we were early twenties. We we're just like, "Hey, we like each other. We're friends." I liked it before she liked me. It took her a while to realize what all of this was available. And uh, when we finally decided, hey, man, we oh, we really do have emotions and feel strongly and want to get married, we made a decision not to sleep together. And we could have. We could have knocked boots. We uh, Heck, we were had our own places, but we didn't. And I'm telling people who are listening or watching, you don't have to. You know, don't think just because of your past or what the culture says, you still live up to the standard of the Word of God. And it's still called adultery or fornication. And and it hurts you. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the most unique parts about my story. So I come out of being in the porn industry for six years, doing over a thousand movies. Jeez. I meet this girl, you know, who who uh, we'll get into it uh, in a few minutes, I think, but how I came to know Jesus, and then, like, okay, within a few months, we're engaged. You know, we I give my life to Jesus on Easter, and then we're engaged in October. Wow. And then uh, we get married in July, but, like, from... So we decided, okay, we're going to go to premarital counseling. We're going we're gonna to be celibate. And, like, you're going to be celibate? You Like, why? Why would you do that? Right. And it was like it wasn't about a, a, a commitment to, to reclaim something. It was to honor God, but what, through it, God redeemed and reclaimed my purity because He redeemed my mind. So Romans two, uh, Romans twelve two talks about that, like re, you know, renewing your mind. So He literally changed the way that I saw, so that I could test and approve what is good and what is best, and what he, what I trust that what He says is best, even though. Like, gosh, it wasn't easy. <laughs> like, right. It was, right. you know, like, and, and I was thinking things that I shouldn't think, and I was struggling with that. And, man, uh, I wasn't perfect by any means. Of course not. But we were committed to walk that journey, and it was hard, but we were so glad that we did it. 
Because if along the way, I, I learned some, some pretty valuable yeah. marital advice in that I thought me loving her well was loving her the way that I want to be loved. Mm. But that's not it. Right. Because she, she wants quality time. And quality time for my wife is me completely distraction-free, 100% yeah. of my attention. So we can sit in the room all day long and together and do stuff and watch TV and go to movies and go to a dinner, but that is not how she feels loved. Mm. She wants me like you unplugged yep. and eyes on her, and that's it. Mm. So it's not gifts, it's not words of affirmation. She like cards and and, and gifts. She um, can care yeah. less. She just wants me. And then that was so difficult for me because I was like, I was still struggling with how could you want me like mm. like me doing things for you very different. It's like right. what can I do for you? She's like, no, no, no. I just want you. That's a hard concept to grasp when it's pure and true like that. Isn't yeah, it? man. It was tough because I was still figuring out who I was because I had yeah. no clue. Like right. I was a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude for a decade, for right. 30 years. Right. You know? I, folks, you're listening to two men talk about being choosing to live, to be celibate once we were engaged with our future wives. And, and uh, you know... <laughs> This this is hurting the devil's feelings. I can tell you right now, and uh, which both shows you that with the power of God in you, you actually can do all things in Christ. Yeah, and um, we needed that. We needed that because, uh, well, one, my mother, when I was like in the sixth grade, grabbed me and uh, she was walking down the hall. She had a fifth of whiskey in her hand. Bless her heart. And she, this is the only advice my mom ever gave me about women. And she said, boy, don't ever trust a woman. They'll only use you and get rid of you. And she pushed me. My head hit the wall. She stumbles out. And it was almost like that that transaction, that advice was seared into my soul where I didn't, I would never trust a woman, including Eileen when we met and got engaged and were supposed to marry Honey, you had already sent out the wedding invitations. And she comes to the house, and I'm numb. She's like, hey, what's wrong? And, you know, she's like, are you getting cold feet? I said, no, I think it's more than that. She's like, well, what are you feeling? I remember telling her, I can't feel anything. I have no, I don't feel joy, hate, fear. My mind had shut off and pulled into a safe zone because of this implanting of my own mother. And, and folks, I'll tell you, some of you have taken self vows as young people or at a certain point in your life. And I will never, or I don't deserve it. Those are all lies. And before me was the most beautiful, undescribable person that I would, could have never gotten, would have never deserved. And God was giving her, as a gift to me. And and I thank God that she in, in a calm way wasn't didn't didn't get insecure, didn't feel rejected. She just said, honey, okay, something's not right. <laughs> you know, I can see that. Uh but we'll cancel the wedding. We can do that. And she goes, but I'm not going anywhere. And I'm wow. sure it has something to do with your mom. You know, there were. It, she goes, "I'm not going to go anywhere." She goes, and I'll never forget. She says, "If we're 85 years old, 
and then you decide. You trust me enough to get married. I'll be right there, and we'll get married. And she meant it. She meant it, and I knew it. And I remember I just got emotional, started crying. And, and when I say cry and emotional, I'm talking about very tough tears bursting through my ducks, crawling down my chin, low crawling, repelling off, hitting the floor, low crawling, doing burpees on the way out. These were very tough tears, people. Uh, and, uh, and then here we are. We end up getting married, and we're celebrating 34 years later. And here's the point that I'll just, because we did not sleep together, and then, folks, we, of course, we had all the desire. We had all the good natural desire, and we, we recognize that. We're just going to do it God's way. We have never worried. Have you ever worried about me cheating on you? Never. And I've never worried about you cheating on me, ever. Uh, and you know I would never cheat on you because, well, she, she can kill me. My wife, Google her. She is black belt can shoot multiple platforms of weapons, has been in Iraq, Syria, Israel, northern. Uh, she, she's actually the real Mrs. Smith, this woman. She's the real Tomb Raider. This gal, she can use blades. She can slice, dice, carve, cut. <laughs> and yet, <laughs> yo, yeah, blow darts. Did I tell you that? No. The, the, true story. It was it two weeks ago. I, I come home. I'm totally smoked. You ever have those times where yeah. you're just like, <sighs> she's prepared the bed real nice, clean sheets, you know, kind of, turn your phone off, get in bed, you need to get some rest. I'm like, oh, okay, I think I will. I climb in bed, then she gets in bed, and and then I'm telling you, she's sitting right here, so it's it, there's no exaggeration to this. She reaches on the side of the bed, pulls out a blow dart gun. <laughs> she had put targets on the end of our room, above our TV. She had such a, Oh, dart, and she goes, Pee, and hits it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Before I can say anything, she loads another dart. And then she just keeps shooting. And her grouping was small. And it was actually impressive. It was like a head target. And then I'm like, hey, what are you doing? She just goes, training. And I actually know exactly what she meant because of things that we do and countries we go to that – well, some people need to be blow darted, quite <laughs> honestly. And I just thought to myself, my goodness, why? I, I, folks, I was part scared, part intrigued, part turned on. I mean, I was just like, <laughs> I, I don't know how to handle all these emotions, but woohoo, I'm glad I married this woman 34 years ago. <laughs> but hey, whatever you're thinking right now as a single person, if you're in a relationship and you're dating someone and you're like, well, we've already slept together, you know, it's like, okay. All right, great, repent. That's what the Bible says, repent. Then apologize to that girl or vice versa, especially men, and say, you know what, I shouldn't have bad you. Um, it's a, it goes against God's word, my conscience. Please forgive me. And I'm going to honor you moving yeah. forward with a level of purity that honors God. That's so powerful because people believe the lie that because you did one thing, it justifies the next. And, and it's not true. You yeah. can stop. God can arrest your direction in any way, and you're living proof of that now. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, part part of my story that I think is really important is that people believe. Okay, pause, pause, pause. Hey, edit, edit. What time is the edit? It's 32 minutes on the edit. Okay. It's 
right. 1220. All right. Edit, edit, edit. Okay, I'm going to close this out, and then we can keep recording for number two. Uh, so, Josh, I mean, we've had a good – we've just had a half hour burn by. Yeah. I want to go into another program, another edition. Folks, if you're watching or listening, uh, just click continue because we're going to do this again, and we're going to find out how you came to the place of actually getting saved yeah. out of – uh, uh, a life that most people would think there'd be no hope. Right. And But we just heard, and we know that there is. Yeah. So, folks, thanks for listening and watching the Victor Marks show. And uh, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, hey, just go get it done for the Lord. God bless you guys. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.